Back off, Charles Darwin. This week, we're rolling it back all the way to the very first days of the Cosmere, or at least the time of the Shattering. But, uh, yeah. Welcome back to another episode of the World Hopper's Guide to the Cosmere. I'm your host, Arian, and this week, we're going to be taking a short dive into what we know about Yolin, the planet where it all began. Since you've either heard of the planet and you understand the gist of it, or this is the first time you've heard the word. Either way, it's time for a history lesson. Also, uh, stick around after the main discussion for some talk about the Stormlight Archive reread that I will be heading up, but uh, we'll talk about that later. Kind of Cosmere spoilers ahead, but this episode won't ruin the plot of anything significant. You probably just won't understand what's going on. That's fine. So Yolin is a planet in the Cosmere, and it is the origin of humanity and of the Shardholders. On a meta level, it's named after Jane Yolen, author of the book Dragon's Blood and one of Sanderson's earliest fantasy reads, and it's home to a lot of important things in the Cosmere. It's the homeland of Hoyd, first of all, and it's the setting of the planned Dragonsteel sequence, a trilogy of books which will involve Hoyd's backstory and show us the shattering of Adenalsium. Though it looks like Roshar and Skadriel are the battlegrounds during the middle portion of the Cosmere, Yolen is really where it all began. And so it's very unfortunate that what we know about Yolen is extremely limited, and it's divided into two times. There's the distant past, relative to kind of where we are now in Mistborn and Stormlight, uh, and the distant past is, you know, when Adenalsium was shattered, when Yolen was thriving with people. Then there's now, now-ish, some thousands of years later, when the population count is, according to Brandon, a number that you could reasonably count to, which is not that much for the <laughs> inhabitants of a planet. So it's best to keep in mind that most facts about Yolen are referring to the distant, distant past, and we don't know much about where it is right now. So it's going to be really, really hard to tell any kind of flowing story about Yolen uh, that makes sense, so this episode is, like many of them, going to be a little disjointed. So to start, obviously Yolen was the first planet full of sentient life thousands of years ago, with a geography that had some similarities to Earth. One notable difference, however, was the presence of a mysterious substance called Fane or Fane life, some kind of parasitic life shaped like bone-white plants that took over half the landscape. And, of course, not to bury the lead, but there was the mysterious being known as Adenalsium. While Adenalsium was alive and unshattered, it definitely tinkered with sentient life on other planets. Roshar, for example, was designed with the storms and shelled creatures existing for thousands of years but Yolen existed with a technology level that might have been roughly around the Bronze Age, we're not totally sure. They may have actually been way more advanced, but for some reason, 16 individuals on Yolen saw fit to shatter Adenalsium, for reasons unknown. These 16 took up the shards, and Hoyd did not, and they set out across the Cosmere. Back to them in a bit. So Yolen held three sapient sentient species, humans, dragons, and Shodel, who we know very little about. Brandon has rayfoed whether we've seen any dragons or Shodel so far, uh, and what we know of both species is currently super shaky, because a lot of it comes from the non-canon Dragonsteel, which has a lot, a lot of that's been cannibalized for Stormlight, and which I personally haven't read. Uh, I mostly go by the copper mine for this stuff. For the most part, I'm going to ignore or heavily asterisk what we know from that story, 
partly because most of us don't have access to it, and because non-canon doesn't really concern me. I'm kind of a stickler about that. Here at the World Hopper's Guide to the Cosmere, we, uh, you know, we deal in facts, insofar as these facts relate to a fictional universe of fantasy novels. So, suck on that, This American Life. Anyway, so what we know about Shodell is kind of a grab bag. I'm just gonna throw them out, because we don't really know. We, we know that they're not a hive mind, and that Hoyd has an interesting kind of relationship with many of them. It's tentatively canon that they have special metal sheaths for their weapons, and we know that the now-deceased shardholder of ambition, Uli Da, was one of them. Dragons, as far as we know, are immortal shapeshifters. We've been rayfoed quite a bit about them, but we know that they exist. It's been rayfoed whether Edgley, the shardholder of endowment on Nalthus, is a dragon, and we know that Hoyd has been in contact with a dragon. That is, Frost, a dragon who lives on Yolen in Wards of Radiance, uh, he appears to be the sort of leader or f a figurehead of the 17th Shard, and he has reiterated a policy of non-intervention in all the Cosmere events. As far as we know, they're fairly standard dragons. Immortal, wings, very wise, the whole kind of... You, you know what a dragon is. It's very classical in that sense, I think. Humans, meanwhile, make up the bulk of our characters in the Cosmere, but we only know the identity of a few that existed on Yolen. Ruin and Preservation, who were A.T. and Leraz respectively, were both human at the very least. Hoyd is the other big one, and my personal theory is that the Ghostblood Mraze is from there as well, but that's unconfirmed speculation in the extreme. We do know that the Ghostblood Hideout, which has a lot of artifacts from a bunch of different worlds, includes a branch with writing on it that apparently came from Yolen. No idea what that means, though. It might possibly be a bit of Fane life, I just don't know. Anyway, beyond these fellows, uh, we can also be reasonably certain that both Tanavast and Rays, that is, Honor and Odium, were both human, based on the avatars they presented in Stormlight. The rest of the shards are unconfirmed one way or another, and it's really kinda hard to say. We don't even know what Cultivation's name is, for example, which is always interesting to me. Anyway, magic on Yolen is also very kind of vaguely known that we know a couple of things. For one, there is an ancient form of light weaving, Illusion magic, and it's the kind that Hoyd is exceedingly familiar with. I think we kind of see him use it in Warbreaker, actually, in that one scene that he's in. And it's definitely, illusions are definitely something he is the most comfortable with, since uh, that's the kind of magic he picks up on Roshar as well. But there is, apparently, another kind of uh, magic system going on there, and it's this mysterious form of atomic manipulation. Something that allows you to see and interact with atoms themselves. Atoms in the Cosmere are known as Axie, and since this is a topic that was entirely new to me until very recently, I'm going to be dedicating an episode to it very soon, but these Axie are the kind of things that uh, these surges of tension and cohesion are referring to with the notion of uh, strong axial interconnection and weak axial interconnection. Uh, we'll find out more next week. Now as far as the origin of species themselves, uh, at some point in the distant past, likely after the Shards found their worlds, humans somehow migrated planets, probably by world hopping, which was not so common before Aiden Nauseam shattered, and definitely more common afterwards. At the very least, uh, Taldane, Cell, Nalthus, First of the Sun, and Threnody were the locations of settlement. In the Rosharan system, they made it to the planet Ashen. Most of these peoples founded their own civilizations, and are the ones that we've seen in the books. Scadrial had no humans until Preservation and Ruin decided to make them in their own image. The Lord Ruler would then go on to create Chandra and Kolos. 
And, you know, maybe I'm missing other species that uh, exist in the Cosmere so far. We've talked a lot about cognitive entities, which are not really biological ones. So I'm just going to stick with the ones on the physical realm for now. Uh, I, I wish there were more to say about Yolan, honestly. Obviously, we now know that uh, Dragonsteel, which kind of shrunk from seven books down to five books, is now, we're pretty much sure it's going to be a trilogy that really focuses on Hoid and the Shattering, which I think is, is super fun. Uh, I'm always a fan of trilogies. I'm always a fan of getting the books done and getting the whole story told, so uh, should be fun. But anyway, let's transition from there into kind of what I was talking about at the beginning of the episode, which is the Stormlight Archive reread. If you are listening to this episode in January of 2020, then, uh, or, or any time in 2020, then you know that uh, Stormlight 4 is coming out at some point in November. Well, some point being November 17th. But the point is, I'm a moderator on r slash Stormlight Archive, uh, for those who aren't aware. And with the release of Book 4 coming out in November, I'm spearheading the effort to reread uh, Way of Kings, Words of Radiance, Ed's Dancer, and Oathbringer before the book releases. I assume there are other people who are as obsessed with those books as I am, but, you know, maybe that's, that's not true. Uh, but I'm going to link to the official index post in the liner notes here. But uh, the general gist is that the discussion threads have been posted for all five parts of Way of Kings, and next month we'll get them all for Words of Radiance, and, you know, so on for Edge Dancer and Oathbringer. So whenever you finish a part in the book, you can go ahead and hop in the discussion thread, talk about it. They'll be archived after six months, but by that point, most people will probably have read the book in question. There is a bi-weekly quote-unquote schedule that tackles uh, one part of one book every two weeks, which you can follow if you so desire, that's up to you. Uh, and the goal is to be done with all four books by the end of August, when Tor should start releasing chapters from Stormlight 4. And in the middle there, we might get a Wandersale novella, uh, if we're really lucky, and, you know, that little bit of buffer time between August and November nicely slots in with getting another novella. So yeah, uh, check it out. My upload schedule uh, is currently misaligned with the reread schedule by a week, uh, which I may solve by taking three weeks between, you know, this episode and the next one, or something like that, I don't know. Uh, at which point I'll probably put a little reminder about the reread at the end of each of these episodes, uh, I don't really feel right doing a whole commentary on the relevant part of the book every week, uh, partly because it's this podcast is just one guy talking into a mic as opposed to, you know, two or three people having a discussion, uh, and partly because I presume that's not really why you listen to the show. In fact, if you've made it this far through me just kind of rambling, I am uh, very grateful. Thanks. Jeez. Uh, but yeah, sound off in the comments for, uh, you know, this episode or in the reread thread with any thoughts or ideas. Uh, I'm always happy to hear them. Um, if you're not already on our slash Stormlight Archive, which I can't imagine you aren't, uh, definitely subscribe there. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's all for me for now. Uh, I think this ep this ramble has gone on long enough. So thanks for listening to this episode of the World Hopper's Guide. Uh, let me know if you have any comments, counter-arguments, or thoughts about things I got right or wrong on this episode of the podcast, either in an email to worldhoppersguide at gmail.com or in a comment on the Reddit thread. If you like what you heard, feel free to subscribe to the show, recommend it to your Cosmere-friendly friends, drop a five-star review on iTunes, uh, or drop a few bucks over on Patreon. Uh, it's up, up to you. But uh, yeah, as always, thanks to Kevin McLeod for the intro music, thanks to Brandon Sanderson for these books, and thanks to you for listening. See you next time.